everybody, it's Brian. Thanks for tuning in. If you're ready to buy or sell a home in Pierce, South King, or Thurston County, Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team at Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. Hello everybody, welcome to the uh, Real Hawk Talk post-game reaction show. After the Seahawks uh, won pretty convincingly against the Cardinals, 27 to 10. Uh, game ends on a nice uh, sack by uh, Ziggy Ansah, the first of a Seahawks career. Um, joined joined uh, by Mr. Jeff Simmons, at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. How you doing, dude? I'm good. That was that was a little better than last week. Yes, yes. Uh, it was better than honestly any of the weeks so far. And and yeah, uh, probably. You know, we'll, we'll talk about all of it, but uh, it was nice to see them kind of play the way that I think you and I expected them to play this year. And this is a game that we expected them to be able to be capable of. And. I think every game they played other than the first game of the season should have looked like this and they've yes. just gotten in their own way. So let's, let's, uh, I know you, you've got a, a time limit here, so let's get you on the, the board first with initial reactions, thoughts, takeaways. Um, what are your first thoughts about this game? Um, first thought, uh, Chris Carson was kind of dispelled some of that talk about benching him. And I thought that talk was a little bit silly to be honest. And a lot of people want Penny to start. I know Evan did in our show. He tweeted it last night. Um, I didn't think that was going to solve the issue. I think the best way to go is just to keep running him out there. And you, he looked like the player we saw last year. He was one of the best players on the field today. I know Arizona is not a very good team, but 
that was he was a dominant player. I thought Russell in the first half when they kind of put had their foot on the gas. I thought Russell was fantastic today. And we saw a little more from guys like Clowney and onset of sack at the end. The defense was okay, pretty good for the most part, but some some issues there. But yeah, I thought Carson really, really stood out today. I thought he was a dominant player. That was the guy we saw last year, which was a top five running back in the NFL. I think it's, it's where you have to start, right? Uh, you know, Carson ends with 104 yards, 4.7 yards of carry, uh, uh, you know, running the ball. And then he also had four catches for 41 yards. So almost 150 total yards of offense. And he ran tough. I, the, the worry wart in me, it would be uh, that, you know, he had, what was it, 26 touches today? And he's got to play the Rams in four days. So, yeah. That's a little bit concerning for me, and uh, it's only a little bit concerning, and that's what they're paid to do, and everyone's going to be uh, on the same schedule. But he had a punishing day. I mean, he was destroying Cardinal players uh, on multiple occasions, and there were a number of situations where he took what would have been a loss and turned it into a gain or what would have been a, a short gain and turned it into a first down. So, I mean, he was really, really good today, and I think – you can't just give it to him, though. The off- I mean, there was plays he made, but the offensive line, there yeah. were a number of plays where Upati was was blocking down on players and creating gaps that we just haven't seen that much in the first three games of the season. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I think the two guards played really, really well today. Um, I wasn't. I saw some kind of slowish plays by Dwayne Brand at the end, but yeah, I thought Upati was really, really good. There were more holes there, especially in the run game, than there's been all year. And the, the, I think the coolest part was we we barely heard Chandler Jones's name, and he's a guy who's destroyed the Seahawks in the past meetings there. And I didn't hear I didn't I didn't remember him making a splash play. I know Suggs made a few and some other guys, but I think that's a I think that's a big step forward for a group that's been pretty bad this year. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great point that I mean I was talking about the the run blocking. You started talking about the the pass protection. You know, the, the Cardinals end with four sacks and five QB hits in the afternoon. And that already is not the worst day. We've seen we've seen plenty of six six sacks days uh, for for Russell Wilson in these types of situations. But you also think about one of those sacks was when Russell thought he saw a seam and just ran up the middle. There was a perfect perfect pocket there, and he just decided he thought he was gonna run for it and and uh, didn't see a player coming down. So really three sacks that you'd, you'd give up to the, to the offensive line. That's a fine day. And, and five QB hits. That's, I thought he had nice time to throw and, you know, for the first part, for the first half, he was finding guys. There's a lot of plays. And, and then it just kind of ground to a halt for a little while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's odd. Arizona is just an odd team. They're, they're they're not very they're not very talented. They run a kind of a, a very odd offense. It's it's hard to know like what to make from that game because they're they're a bad team. Well, it's it's I was thinking about that as the clock was winding down. And you see the Seahawks dominate the Cardinals 27-10, and it should have been worse, right? Like yeah, oh, oh, this yeah. was this was a this was a game that could have been over by halftime. They could have easily been up 24 to 7. But, or even more, um, then I think about the Cardinals and they tied the Lions who were undefeated before today uh, and took the Chiefs all the way to the end. 
they lost by six points to the Ravens in Baltimore. And then they got hosed by the Panthers last week. So I didn't see a team that looked very good. Mm-hmm. They certainly have given some good teams a run for their money. So, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and say, hey, uh, this team's so bad. That's why the Seahawks won. But guess what? The Saints weren't that good. And the Steelers certainly were not that good. And the Bengals weren't that good. And those were all games that didn't go exactly the way we wanted to. So at some point, you do have to give the Seahawks credit for, you know, playing playing more to their level and not necessarily to their opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the game that we wanted to see when we talked on the show this week. We wanted to see a game that was for the most part comfortable. I didn't love how they approached the third quarter. I think that would be my biggest criticism. I saw yeah. you tweet that. I thought that was pretty, pretty lame, to be honest. I thought they were just taking their foot off the gas and it got a little hairy for a second, but once they needed to, they had that eight minute drive and just slammed the ball down their face. And like, but yeah, yeah. I think, I think the reason Arizona has been in games is I think their quarterbacks are pretty fun, exciting, like, player like Kyler made a lot of plays today that most guys in the league couldn't make like the Seahawks could have had a lot better of a defensive day if they had a non-mobile quarterback that wasn't just very very hard to tackle in space he's so quick and he's so elusive and he's a really good player they don't have a lot to work with with him but I think that's the biggest reason more than anything they're able to stay in games and most of the plays they made today were just stuff that he kind of was freestyling and like they could have had a lot more sacks. They could have had tackles for loss. I know Akeem King had a chance of one late in the game and he's a good player, but man, that was a fun game overall. Just the Seahawks were really sound today and that was a nice step forward. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I admit I, I'm a little bit distracted by what's going on with the uh, Rams game. And I don't know how much you followed what's going on. There. I followed a lot of it. I watched most of the game on my uh, computer. Well, so that we'll, we'll get back to the Seahawks game in a second, but the, the Bucks are currently up 45, 34. They've got the ball game's certainly not over with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. What's been going on in that game? Um, beginning of it, Jared Goff was really, really sloppy. He threw two picks early on. Uh, one just completely flipped the field. The Rams just got burned. Like before I came down here for once they kind of made it close. Mike Evans uh, has similar like Marcus Peters, remember David Moore burned him a couple times last year and Lockett burned him. It looked like one of those plays where Peters just completely whiffed on the route. And really, other than like they've been playing in comeback mode the whole game and Goff just hasn't looked sharp. I think that's what made them so good last year is just Goff and McVay seem to be in so command. And their offensive line, one of the things we talked about before the year, is a lot different than it was last year. Their whole interior of their offensive line has changed. And the tackles are the same. And Whitworth is kind of going through what Dwayne Brown is. They look a little a step off from last year. So they're not operating at this efficient, dominant offense. The first three games, their offense was pretty bad. They were they won mostly on defense. And getting guys like Fowler and Clay Matthews have really helped their pass rush kind of rejuvenate. But offensively, they've just been kind of off the whole year. And Goff's a guy we both have questioned a lot, and he looked really, really bad at the start of the game, and now they're just kind of playing catch-up, and they're passing pretty much the whole game at this point, and it's a lot easier to put up points when they do that against a bad defense, but they haven't looked good. Uh, I think they just they just got a pick six. <laughs> That's 45-40 now. Oh, God. Yeah, they did. Oh, my God. It's going to be one of those. Uh, Marcus Peters. Yeah. Um, well, Jameis, Jameis is good at that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just don't want to think about it. They're going to no, win. No. It's going to be super. How much time's it's left? It's going to be it's plenty of time. There's eight minutes left. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, it's a long time to go. Let's get back to the Seahawks game. So, uh, <laughs> you know, another guy that I thought had a really nice game today is Will Disley. Uh, yeah, you know, the, agreed. The Cardinals have had trouble. You mentioned it um, on our show earlier this week that Cardinals had trouble defending tight ends. And sure enough, Disley had a touchdown, had seven catches on the day, 57 yards. So not like a huge yardage day, but seven catches and eight targets and certainly affected the game. Yeah, he looked really, really good in the first half. That play design they had in the for the touchdown was really, really sharp. That was a great throw by Russell. But he just looks like every time he plays a game, like he's got five touchdowns in four games or four touchdowns in five games, he just looks like a player out there. And he got that holding penalty at the end. And I was kind of just a mistake. But for the most part, he looks like a great passing option. If they're going to go to that quick game, he's a perfect fit for that role. And then they can still use Lockett in the slot, Lockett outside. I think he really gives the dimension to this offense that they haven't had. He's just like we spent all that time talking about Jimmy Graham in those years. He's such a better fit for the offense they want to run. And he looks like just a completely different player than they thought, than the, like the kind of just pure blocker they talked about it when they were drafting. Yeah, he, he's, he is looking on track to be a really, really big part of this team for years to come. And also, just like you said, a Seahawks player. He's a Seahawks tight end. He, he fits perfectly into this team. And, you know, Luke Wilson today back and – Jeff, I, I still don't get it. I The Steelers gave up a fifth-round pick, which probably is going to be a high fifth-round pick, for what I believe is an inferior player to the player the Seahawks just signed off the street. So I don't know why, but I'm certainly happy that it's in our favor because Wilson had a couple nice plays today. Yeah, he made more plays today than Nick Vanette's made all year and probably most of last year. And that catch he made on that throw from Russell was ridiculous. And he's a better blocker, I think, than Vanette is. He brings more energy when he's playing. Um, and I think he's just a good guy to have in the building. And, yeah, I, I'll never understand why the Steelers, in a pretty much a lost season, gave up a pick for a backup tight end that when better ones were available on the street. That, that to me, is insane. But whatever John Schneider did there, similar to what he did to Bill O'Brien in Houston, that's an unbelievable move. It is. I, I mean, it is. We're going to see that next year, that fifth-round pick. And and Schneider's made uh, great use of those in the past. So that was nice to see. A couple other players I'm going to call out. Uh, you know, interesting to see. I mean, obviously, Javon Clowney gets the pick six today. Uh, that was a big, big deal. That was important. And uh, good to see him have, have a chance to do it. His first career interception, he had one in the playoffs, but his first, uh, his third touchdown in his career, um, I also thought Rasheem Green flashed a little today. Nice sack. Also, you know, some nice pressure. Uh, you know, I thought it was nice. Michael Kendricks with a couple sacks today and looked good rushing the passer. He still is missing tackles. Yes. Um, which I think is it could becoming an increasing question. And I thought Shaquille Griffin again today played well. Um, any of those guys you, you have thoughts on? Yeah, I thought Shaq was great today. I thought he he looked he just looks like he's playing with so much more confidence. I don't know if it's like the Richard Sherman haircut or something, but he the fact that guys are trying to hold him on plays, I, I think you tweeted that. I think that's a big step forward. He's really taken a step forward and looks a lot closer to the guy we saw as a rookie and with added confidence. I thought that penalty on him was or the penalty on the play where he broke up the pass was complete garbage. Same with the Tedrick one. 
But I thought, yeah, I thought Rasheem Green is a really good call. That sack he made was a really hard play to make with Russ, with Kyler running the other way with space. That's a really athletic play. And Kendricks is a guy, he, he, he's still struggling to tackle in space, which is odd because that's what he was so good at when you watched him play last year. And in the preseason, he looked kind of dominant in that area where he was sniffing out plays and making plays in the backfield. The sacks were great today. The pressure was good, but just David Johnson in the open field and Kyler in the open field was similar to Kamara and similar to that's some of that Steelers game where he's just, he's not wrapping up and he's not securing guys. So he has been struggling as a tackler, which makes you wonder, maybe they do go more nickel going forward, but he was up and down player, but yeah, I think, I think Shaq was a really good call out. I think he's been a really good, I totally agreed by the way, for the record, what you were saying on Trey flowers today, he was completely burned on that one play. I don't know what people are thinking that they said that, that was good coverage. I mean, the guy, if, if that's good coverage, then there's a lot of good cornerbacks sitting on the streets because that's, that should be a touchdown every time. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you one more question, Jeff, and then I know you got to run um, and I'll, I'll keep it up. Uh, talk to some folks and take some questions. Uh, you know, how do you feel coming out of this game heading into uh, the Rams game this week? Much more confident. I, I thought that was a team that we kind of envisioned the day we got Clowney and they haven't been the dominant front seven that we kind of envisioned yet. I know maybe that will require Jaron Reed or some time for onset to warm up, but I feel like that's the formula. If you get rid of that crap third quarter that the Seahawks can win with, I think the offensive line is a big part of how they need to win going forward. I think they need to control the game and I love what they're doing with the quick game. I think Russell's continued to look really, really good. He looked a little jumpy at times today, but overall he's been really, really good. If you can get Chris Carson going and with Will Disley and Lockett, and I'd like to see DK get the ball a little more. His targets have kind of gone down the last two weeks, and I don't really understand why. They threw one to the red zone to him today, a couple overthrows to him, but I think they can get him going with the short pass they gave to him on that first and long. I think I'd like to see him get going, but yeah, I think there's a lot of good elements to this team, and if they win last week. They're four and zero, and they they don't fall over themselves. But Thursday is going to be a great test. Uh, it's a short week. It's the Rams, who they've always played close, even when they've been even last year, where they were clearly talent inferior to them. I think that's a real measuring stick for this team because they usually do play up to competition. And I think we'll learn a lot about this team based on how they handle this next game. Yeah, all good points. And and Jeff, uh, thank you for for jumping on. We'll let you go. Uh, thank have you. A, a great New Year's tonight. So uh, make sure you give Jeff a follow at Real Jeff Simmons on Twitter. So if you're wondering where Evan is, Evan is likely inebriated uh, at the Cardinals game. And judging by Alex's tweets of him before the Cardinals game, then uh, that's just my guess. But he won't be able to join today. So I'm going to spend a few more minutes going over some thoughts I had. I'll take some questions if there are in chat, and and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up there. But uh, a couple things of, of note, um, and I'll obviously keep an eye on the the uh, big Rams score as we go. Right, right now, it's it's uh, first and ten for Tampa Bay at the Rams thirty yard line. Uh, the other news coming out of that game is uh, Marcus Peters, who just had a pick six to pull them within forty five to forty, just left with a possible concussion. So that could be a big, big thing come Thursday night, depending on how serious of an issue that is for Marcus Peters. Uh, 
now it is the Bucks got a huge play and it is now first and goal at the Rams six yard line. This with this is four and a half minutes to go. This could be the moment where they really uh, seal the deal, which would be huge shock. I don't think anybody would have expected Tampa Bay to win in this game or even be in this game. And to the point where when they were up, I think like 28 to seven or they had some, I know they were up 21 to nothing. I fully expected the Rams to come back and annoyingly win the game. So it still could happen. It's now second goal at the Rams seven uh, after a, a loss of one on this last play, but I'll keep an eye on that and keep you guys up to, to speed. You know, interestingly looking at this game, you know, if I'm going to nitpick a little bit, uh, I would say one, we already talked about the offense, I think taking some time off in, in terms of the third quarter mainly, but I'd also say that, really they missed some red zone opportunities. This is a team that was number one in the NFL in red zone scoring coming in today. They were eight for nine. And one of the things that people don't really talk about with Brian Schottenheimer, because they're so busy criticizing so many things about him, is he's been pretty damn good in the red zone. The Seahawks were one of the top red zone team last year, and they actually trailed off towards the end, but, but were really good. Um, so a little surprising there. It turns out the Seahawks go two for four today from the red zone. It's not the worst, but uh, certainly not not their normal clip. Did give Jason Myers a chance to kick a couple field goals, get him off the the, the bench, which is nice to see. Um, and but I, I do feel like the offense did not. You know, at the end of the second first half, there's a chance there for I think Russell missed David Moore for what should have been a pretty easy touchdown. He just threw it away without a lot of pressure. I wasn't sure exactly. He, there might have been something going on that I did not see, but it seemed like an odd choice and and a quick. Uh, surrender by Russell on that play and uh, you know there are a couple other things there but they they didn't score there and I think they just kept the the Cardinals in the game the other side I think the defense played a pretty good game I think they give up 321 yards 10 points um, and if I go really quickly let me check out the Cardinals for the season um, you know they had scored 27 in the first game they scored 17 in the second game they scored 20 in the third game. So the Seahawks held the Cardinals to uh, their lowest scoring output at home in a game that you have to know that they were very eager to, uh, to get their first win against a team that was uh, looking vulnerable, had not played any big games where they had run away from teams. They had not looked intimidating. The Seahawks lost a game to, to uh, Teddy Bridgewater last last week so I think the Cardinals at home had to feel confident that they were going to be able to have a decent game and that opening drive they had was not bad they went down a couple missed field goals could have changed this game could have made it definitely different in terms of how both teams approached it but uh, they, the Seahawks took advantage of that and uh, on third down today you know the Cardinals ended up being three for nine which is uh, I think important um, important number looking here at the uh the Rams Tampa Bay game. If you're wondering what my eyes are darting to, it's it's third and goal at the, the Rams 10 yard line. So two two and a half minutes to go. Um, you certainly want to see the the Bucks at least get a field goal, um, which would put it to an eight point game, meaning the Rams would have to get a touchdown and a two point conversion. Interestingly, the Rams went for two on their pick six and didn't get it. If they had gotten it, then you know a field goal here would make it a seven point game instead of uh what could be now be an eight point game uh obviously i'd love to see a touchdown but um you know a field goal field goal is going to be important here so um 
looks like yep looks like the the bucks ended up going for the field goal it is now 48 to 40 so the the rams will have two and a half minutes to go down by eight points needing a touchdown and two points a two-point conversion we'll see how that goes uh other pieces in this game so again i thought the defense played reasonably well um it wasn't great to see some of the rushing yardage given up here so one of the things that is worth noting about, I'm gonna pull it up here, um, make sure I've got the right numbers here, but this, this uh, Cardinals team has not been great running the ball this year. And I'm gonna tell you in a second, just how bad they've been. Um, but Arizona ended up over hundred yards on the day. Um, rushing for the year, they were averaging uh 84 yards rushing a game which is 26th in the nfl they were last in the nfl in terms of percentage of plays that they were running the ball so they they switched things up today they definitely ran the ball more there's some two back sets they haven't shown a lot of and they were 14th in the nfl in yards per carry at four and a half yards per carry today they walk away with 115 yards um, and five yards a carry so a little bit above their average you certainly don't want to give up five yards a carry to a team and it was hard to watch a lot of it was coming up the middle and you know you'd like to see Puna Ford now Woods kind of block that up you'd like to see the linebackers take care of it and didn't ex exactly go the way you'd want there so that a little bit of a ding and and David Johnson goes he gets 40 yards on 11 carries for 3.6 yards um 27 of those yards were Kyler Murray scrambles so you you know you don't really count that as 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 a run defense but David Johnson also had eight catches for 99 yards. So he was, he was a big factor in the game. Um, other guys that I think are worth calling out, I think LJ Collier, you know, I don't think he had a great game, but he had a great play. And that's somewhere to start, right? This is your first round pick. His first snaps I saw against Pittsburgh, he was not good. He was being overwhelmed. He was not fast. He was not strong. He was just taken out of the game. He looked like a guy. And what I look for when you've got a first round pick is a flash show me some speed, show me a get off, show me a move that looks like it could be turned into something more meaningful, make a play, make an impact, do something to show that you've got some potential to grow. I don't need him to be a dominant player from the outset and especially with all the time he missed, but it was really nice today. He saw on a second and 18, I think the, the, uh, the Cardinals ran a draw and he came off his block and took down the ball carrier right at the line of scrimmage and made what was a second and 18, a third and like 17. Usually the Seahawks give up six, seven, eight yards on that play. It was great to see him make that. Let's see him build off of it. It uh, doesn't mean he, he was a dominant player today, but I think it was nice to see. Uh, you know, I, good to see Ziggy Ansah get the sack at the end of the game. I still haven't seen the the rust come, completely come off there. He was not a huge factor. We're, I don't think we were seeing a lot of Jadavian Clowney either. Um, you know, the Seahawks only end with five QB hits and, and you know, you want to see more. So pass rush, not exactly where you want to see it. It was okay. It was not great today. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'd also call out DK Metcalf. Jeff started bringing it up. Uh, it was not a great day for him. One catch and four targets. He had some tough targets for sure, but I think the Seahawks are, are not involving him as much as it looked like they were early in the, in the season. And the one catch he had, it was a simple wide receiver, like swing pass where they just threw it quickly out to him. 
um, and let the let him just bull bull a cornerback and got six yards. You know, it, it wasn't the biggest play of the game, but I'd love to see them. I'd love to see them do more of that. Put DK in a position where he can use his size and use his speed up against a corner in space. And if he gets five yards, great. You know, I don't know why as an offense you were comfortable throwing screen passes to Doug Baldwin or, you know, Tyler Lockett in these little shifty plays, but you're not willing to give it to the 220 pound guy. That's the fastest guy at that size to ever enter the NFL. Like he's already shown the ability to break tackles and to get up to top speed quickly. I, I do feel like that's an easy way to get him more involved and would like to see a little bit more of that on the flip side, Jerron Brown, three catches for 50 yards in three targets, his biggest game really of the season. And he had a 32 yard catch and run a lot of yards after catch. That was, that was great to see. So I think some nice things there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it to uh, uh, some questions here. It's for people that are curious, it is uh, the Rams have the ball at the at midfield, 50 yard line, uh, first down with two minutes to go. They're at the two minute warning. So um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's take some questions in the chat. Uh, anyone that's got some questions, um, I'm happy to talk, talk about those or any topics that you'd like to hear um, a little bit more about. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on the chat as we're waiting for that. But um, I thought Russell played a nice game today. I think, you know, he, he wasn't perfect, but I thought he was once again, you know, this is another game where he exits with a huge passer rating, 114. I think he's been over 110 in every game. Uh, I'll have to double check that from last week, but I think so. Uh, you know, 240 yards passing, not huge, but, but really solid. A touchdown still hasn't thrown an interception. That's really what you want to see. Um, and one touchdown. So it wasn't as many passing touchdowns as we're used to from him. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a nice, solid, solid game. Um, so a uh, question from Sullivan here. Could you see Adrian Colbert as someone who could start some point later this season? I, I think so. I do. I think, um, and I've not seen him. I'm saying that based off of how the Seahawks coaches have talked about him. Pete Carroll is very excited to get him. This is a guy who has four, three speed, um, and is over 210 pounds, 215 pounds. He's, he's a physical dude and has shown in the NFL, the ability to cover a lot of ground. So they don't have anyone like that. Tedrick is not that. Bradley is not that. Um, so, you know, I think that that's, a, that's an interesting, you know, chain turn of events, you know, to pull him onto the practice squad after the 49ers had an injury settlement and other teams then wanting to sign him off the practice squad. So they pull him onto the 53. He could be three, four, five weeks away from potentially getting into a game. Interesting to know Marquise Blair was a healthy scratch today. He's been a big special teams player. So I'm curious why, um, why he was out, but you know, not a great sign. You know, you'd like to see, you'd like to see him in the game and starting to get closer to getting more snaps. We saw them split between Tedrick and, and Leno Hill today. I don't think either one of them looked particularly good. Tedrick Thompson did nothing to change my mind about who he is. Uh, it's still not a starter but he is starting for us. So that, that's a challenge. Um, I got a question here from uh, Camden uh, McLaurin asking, uh, how did Michael Dixon look? <laughs> not great. I mean, to be honest, it's still not, it's not the Michael Dixon we saw last year. He, he, uh, he had one punt that got caught at the five yard line. That could have, I mean, that was a good punt. It, it could have been down if that wasn't caught. So give him credit for that. That's a big one. That's up to his caliber. 
He had another one where he kicked long and went out of bounds inside the 20. So three of his four punts were inside the 20. That's good. This is a guy that's been an all pro level punter in his first year and very consistently hitting the ball 50 plus yards and getting, you know, four and a half second hang time and not getting any returns. So we're just not seeing as much of that. And, you know, there was a play earlier that just also did not, uh, you know, a kick today that was not up to his, his standards. And look, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be unreasonable, but he's a punter and he should be able to kick the ball very consistently unless he's got someone giving him bad snaps or he's got pressure in his face. I expect to see him punt the ball consistently. And he just, he just hasn't done it to the point in the season. So um, let's see, uh, Michael Hendrickson asks, uh, how do they simplify the prep for a short week? That's a great question. That's the question of the day. So now you got this win, you feel great. Uh, looking, looking excited um, at three and one, you know, <laughs> looks like uh, the Bucks just got a really stupid penalty that's going to keep, keep the drive alive for the Rams um, as, as a, uh, you know, you were hoping to see the the Rams get out of the game there, but now first and 10 at the Bucks 36 yard line with one minute and 18 seconds to go. Um, so how do they stay prep for the short week? Well, first of all, you know, they'll take tomorrow off as they normally do, but they will, they will be, have the game plan. They've already been game planning for next week during this week. So that's how part of how they get ready is they have a lot of that, um, uh, they have a lot of that. Um, oh, wait a second. Sorry. Something happening here. Um, yeah. So it looks like the Rams actually had jumped off sides and the refs didn't see it. So, uh, <laughs> the Rams got very lucky uh, on that play. They called, uh, uh, the Bucks player for jumping off sides and it really was the Rams who drew them off sides. Um, Offensive pass interference in the Rams. They're back to the 46. Uh, they're on the, to the to the 46 yard line of the Bucks. Um, first and 20 with a minute 17 to go. Uh, so other things we're going to see is I mean they know the Rams. This isn't a new team, so I don't expect it's going to be as hard. They know how they want to approach. They've been planning for the first game against the Rams the entire offseason. Last time they played Pete Carroll. Last time they played the Rams, Pete Carroll very clearly said, "I cannot wait to play them again." I think he's. He's starting to learn a little bit about how Sean McVay's offense works and has some ideas of how to defend it. This defense is not amazing. The Seahawks defense is not amazing. So the Rams are going to score points. They're good. They're going to move it. Jared Goff hasn't been great. He's not a great player. And McVay puts him in great situations. And, and Todd Gurley has not been great yet this year. The Rams offense has not been great yet this year. They got a lot of points right now, but um, <laughs> what just happened? And Dominican Sue just did something. Hopefully it was good. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Sorry, guys. I, um, I just used to be able to talk about the Dominican Sue revenge game and I want to know what went on. Um, so, oh my God. And Dominican Sue uh, fumble return for a touchdown. The game is over. It is 54 to 40. The Bucks are up on the Rams. We are going to have two, three, and one football teams facing off against each other on Thursday night football. And 
If you're worried about the Seahawks after this game, this was a relatively easy game. You didn't have that much physical play other than Chris Carson. And then you've got the Rams who had to give everything they could to get back into a game that they were way out of, get almost into it, and then lose it, you know, in, that, in this fashion. They've been putting a lot of energy into this game. They've been giving everything they can. they got to turn around and go on the road to Seattle and win that game in just a few days. So I think that's the bigger question is how they're going to prepare. I think the Seahawks are appreciably different than they were last year in a number of places. On defense, they're different. Um, Personnel-wise, I think on offense, they're different. They passed the ball a bunch today, um, you know, all the way through. So, uh, yeah, this is a, it's going to be a really interesting game. And, man, how nice is it to see the Rams lose? <laughs> I'll never get old. Um, uh, Wampa Gaming asks, do you think Rashad Penny could have a good game next week? I do. I, and, you know, interesting, with Penny out, instead of splitting carries with ProSize, the way that they've kind of been splitting carries with Penny, Chris Carson got almost all the carries. Um, ProSize did get a couple, and he got a touchdown. That was a great carry. I don't know if Chris Carson scores on that play, to be honest. I don't know if Penny scores on that play. ProSize was the right back at the right time, put his foot in and had the acceleration to get through that gap and, and scored. Uh, that was great to see. So, um, yeah, I think Penny's was held out today almost certainly with an eye on Thursday. I think another guy to watch is Ziggy Ansah. He was, you know, questionable for this game. They've been babying him and his injury a little bit. Is he going to be questionable going into a short week? That's one to watch. But um, otherwise, the Seahawks look like they're in pretty good shape. And now – You've got a Seahawks team that's three and one. They've got the Rams coming to town. You know, I think if anybody, if you talk at the beginning of the year, home against Cincinnati, at Pittsburgh, home against the Saints, at Arizona, everybody would have been happy with like three and one. I think a lot of people would have been happy with two and two. There was concern about those, those, you know, at least the Pittsburgh and the Saints game um, and how that would go. Certainly the Saints game didn't work out for different reasons, but Three and one's a strong way to start. And you have a chance to go four and one and win a game in the division and put the Rams below you in the standings. It's a huge, huge moment. And then, you know, not to look too far ahead, but just to kind of talk through it, regardless of how this game goes, then you've got the, the Browns and then you've got Jaron Reed coming back. So, you know, we, we were wondering how this first six games of the season, it's a rough schedule, some really tough opponents, um, how that was going to play. Well, the opponents haven't been quite as tough as we originally thought. Um, and the Seahawks have done pretty well. I think they've played pretty well. They've made a lot of stupid mistakes. But if you look at the quality of the team that they've been, they look better than the scores have been. So, you know, again, you just want to see them pick up steam. And this game against the Rams this week is huge. So I'm going to take one more question, and then uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, um, where did it go? I know I saw a question on here. Um, I know there's dead air for you guys. Uh, you know, someone talked about the first place 49ers. Any of you that listen to the off season and even the late of last year uh, on this talk show, this podcast, I've been pretty consistent that I thought the 49ers were going to be good this year. And I was getting a lot of crap from the guys in here about it, but I think the 49ers are legit. I don't think they're undefeated legit, but I think they've got a really good defense. I think they've got a good enough offense and they've got a fantastic offensive coach. 
So when you got a really good defense and you've got a fantastic offensive coach, you got a chance. So, um, uh, Alana has a question. Why doesn't Russ keep it on third and ones um, or give it to Fant? We'll make that the last question. You know, I think that there are some more chances for Russell to do that specifically early in the game. Really, he's gotten a little bit predictable in that he does not keep the ball for the first three quarters of the game or at least until the game's in question. And then he'll start bringing it out. I think to the point where if it's fourth quarter and they need to play, I'm worried he's going to take a big hit because he's going to assume someone's not going to play him and everyone's going to know, oh, he's going to keep it now. I would like him to be a little less predictable there and see him keep it earlier in the game not a bunch once twice whatever and if there's something there slide down and take a loss i don't need him to take hits but just the threat of him keeping it is what's going to keep that linebacker that end off of chris carson or off of rashad penny so you want to see a little bit more of that um certainly they're not they're not going to give it to fan um it would be fun to see him catch the ball um we'll see what happens this week but uh, with that, uh, just thank you guys for joining um if you haven't already join over at patreon.com slash Subscribe here on YouTube. We're well over 3,000 subscribers now, which is great. We're over, you know, 100 patrons, which is fantastic. We take patron questions for, for the podcast every week. Uh, leave a review on iTunes, um, Google Play. Subscribe on Spotify, all those great things. Leave comments and just share the, the pod with other people. We really appreciate it. Uh, take care and uh, congratulations, everybody. Successful Sunday. The Seahawks finished the first quarter of the season, three and one. Let's get three more quarters like that. And uh, I think we'll all be happy. Take care.